ಮಂಗಳಂ ಗುರುದೇವಾಯ ದೇವ್ಯೇ ಮತ್ರಿಕ್ಷ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಭಕ್ತೃಂದೇವ್ಯೋ ಸರ್ವಲೋಕಾಯ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಸ್ಥಾಪಕಾಯ ಚ ಧರ್ಮಸ್ಯಧರ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪಿಣೆ ಅವತಾರವರಿಷ್ಠಾಯ ರಾಮಕೃಷ್ಣಯ ಮಂಗಳಂ ಓಂ ಜಯಂತಿ ಮಂಗಳಾಕಾಳೀ ಭದ್ರಕಾಳಿಕಪಾಲಿ ದುರ್ಗಕ್ಷಾಂ ಶಿವಾರತ್ರಿ ಸ್ವಹಸ್ವರಾನುಸ್ತಿತೆ ಸೊ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ ವಿ ಗೇವ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ವಾಸ್ on halloween that's <laughs> been a little bit a little bit of a break uh we had some maybe it may not be a bad idea a little our winter little winter break as we had a lot of work external work <coughs> and also some emergency situations we had to deal with but uh last on halloween we were with our third class on the kali sasranama and it fit very nicely because halloween's also very nice it fits some of the names of kali smashan vasana you know things like this you know she who lives in a cremation ground she who holds skulls she who sits upon you know these type of names which is nice and we talked a little bit about some of the deeper pagan symbolism of halloween and it's one of my favorite holidays because it's one of the i mean most western or christian holidays are actually pagan holidays meaning from pre-christian religion but they've been pretty well covered up even right now we're celebrating christmas christmas is probably not the birth of jesus jesus probably of course we can't say but most people don't believe he was born on on november 24th 25th to november sorry december 24th 25th maybe even as far as spring could have been in spring in april or something like this some scholars think uh, but uh uh Christianity has I can't say something we could say it has covered some of the holidays or it's uses some of those holidays they're not bad because like for instance the, like we're about to enter on the on Sunday or Monday is the what is it the um winter solstice right and so we go from the darkest from the jaima we go from the darkest um uh, when the sun's getting darker and darker to the darkest time then the sun begins to come so in the deepest darkness the light is born the sun is born right so it's a very good symbol for jesus being in the sun the light and darkness so it, it worked very nicely same as easter with uh, death and resurrection with the goddess esther easter ushas right and the, the goddess of spring the symbol of spring the goddess of spring her symbol is an egg her vahana is a, is a rabbit you know so you can see some of them are very but halloween has not been well covered they've made it what is it all saints day all souls day like this right but we know it it has still its pagan roots are still there but anyways so as we're entering a new pagan holiday also known as christmas <laughs> right or the uh, uh, uh and 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 many important uh, figures that have a very similar tr- uh um lilo or life story mythology the jesus is our were were born and on september on no december 25th uh, very deep won't go into that there's some good books on this you can see it's not some some not so good but i just read a book called the pagan christ unfortunately it sounded like an awesome book right but it wasn't as good i heard an interview interview with the gentleman who wrote it and it was an awesome interview so i very happily downloaded the book but it wasn't an awesome book unfortunately but interesting ideas <coughs> on the uh, but so we're entering this important uh, season but it's also another important season coming on the tw- this year the 24th 25th is also 
for the first time in 40-something no, years, it's also Purnima. Right? We get a full moon on Christmas, which is very, very nice, right? But it's a very important film. This is Dattatreya Jayanti. Right, so it's very, very important. Today we have a picture of Swami Premananda, uh, one of the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna. I think Baburam Maharaj was known in the Gospel of Katamrita. And he was, uh, uh, he was the mutt manager, the Mahant at Belermat. So he was uh, the monastery leader. You could say the monk's leader. Uh, and what everybody says from all the books we've read like that, he was extremely sweet and gentle. Right, like a mother of the ashram, but very strict. I guess it's a combination. The way you hold people is by your sweetness and gentleness. But his, jo- his job was also to train, train the monks. So he was very uncompromising. Swami, Swami Vivekananda, Vivekananda made us, I think Swami Vivekananda made a comment that, that a, male mosquito, a female mosquito would never bite him. Only male mosquitoes. <laughs> he was such a strict monk. <laughs> he was that type of, something about him was very much in that, that mode. Today's his birthday. Important. <coughs> so, as we begin to try to pick up again on this this uh, Kali Sasanama, we mentioned on the first of these talks on the Kali Sasanama where its source was, and and we traced the the speaker, the original speaker, can be traced back to Dattatreya, right? The original guru of even the Kali Sasanama. We mentioned some of that history. It's not fresh right now. Um, and so we're, as we're coming to Dattatreya Jayanti, I want to mention a few words about Guru Dattatreya. Okay, I was thinking, a little bit researching, we gave a lot, some years ago, we gave a long talk on Dattatreya called The 24 Gurus of Dattatreya. Right? It's very interesting, because in the Bhagavad Gita it mentions how everything he saw became like his guru. Right? He had, from, every, from everything he learned, when you make nature, when you have the right mind, everything becomes a guru. If you don't have the right mind, even the guru is not the guru, that's the problem. But Dattatreya, so... I want to mention a few things about the history, the, the birth of Dattatreya. Uh, uh, there's some strange story that, that uh, Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Parvati were thinking amongst themselves that, you know, we have very good, what is it, uh, um, uh, um, um, Patnivrat. We're very good wives, right? We have, we're the most, they were thinking amongst them, which one of us among us is the most strict, the most, uh, the, not strict, what's the word, uh, chaste wife, the most devoted wife. And a little bit they were discussing. And so they, some versions have them, um, different uh, stories, but one the most important version had in the, uh, in the uh, 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 Narada Purana, they come to Narada, they go to Narada Muni. says, you, you know everybody, you go everywhere, right? There's no, nothing unknown to you. Uh, which one of amongst the three of us is has the strictest and the most pure uh, dedication to our husband? And so he was a little bit put in a position, thinking that for sure he'd say one of the three of them, for sure, right? But he said, uh, it's, no, you're all wonderful, but I don't know how to answer the question because the one who's the best is not neither one of you, right? Neither one of you are in that category of, of, of the most uh, devout and chaste wife, right? He says, who is this? He says, oh, there's one... Uh, 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 the wife of Atri Rishi, Anasurya, Anasurya. I always put an extra syllable in there. Anasurya. She's the most chaste. She says, uh, Atri Rishi, he's, a, he's important Rishi, the Vedic Rishi, and his wife is good. He's, we, we all respect her, but how is she the most? So they, they came up with a little bit of a, a, a nasty plan, if you read the story as fate value. right? It says that to, tri- to actually break her, it's partially to, to, you can say, test her. 
right? But actually to test somebody is to try to break them, right? To try to break her, her, uh, uh, her uh, what is it, patni, patni brat, right? Patni brat. Uh, uh, so they, anyways, a complicated story, but they tell their husbands, you go and you beg, you go to the, you, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, their husband, Saraswati's husband is Brahma, Vishnu's husband, Lakshmi, like that. You go and you beg, go to her house, go to her door when her husband is away in the forest doing austerities, at that time or begging, and you go and you beg some food, right? But, and so they agree, but there's a catch. He says, when you beg, you should ask that you can only, we only accept food from somebody who's naked, Right. This way, they, they'd see that that she'd be stuck in a situation because uh, if they were, if they were to show her if she were to show herself in front of uh, three one one man even that would be a break of her chastity, right? And there, so either testing her or making one of the other three <laughs> the brother three goddesses be the most chaste, right? Put them back in contention, right? Contenders for for the prize. Uh, so they go and uh, and they knock on the they go Narayana Hari, the traditional way of, of begging, and they come and three either three sadhus or three brahmanas. It's not different stories have a little differently, and uh, and she goes oh we've we've come we've heard that you and, and they as they say we heard amongst all the worlds that that nobody is more loving than the wife of Atri Rishi, right? Uh, uh, and and you and that that no beggar no brahmana no sadhu would ever leave without being fed. Right. And she says, yes, yes, I don't know if I'm the best, but nobody ever leaves. This is our training, right? He says, uh, uh, but so we ask for food, but we have a, some weird vow in our sect. We only accept food given to somebody who's naked. So she was in a big situation, right? Because if she, if she, if she obeys them, then she breaks her vow. But if she sends them away, she breaks another vow. Part of Patnivrata is also this atiti that is a proper guest, proper treatment of guests. Jaima, proper tre- treatment of guests. Come, come closer. <laughs> I can't see. I'm not twisted. Uh, uh, we're telling the story of Datatriya because his birthday is coming in a few days. A little bit. Some of the story. Of so, uh, so she prays. So the, the story goes that she prays to to her husband. And she prays to the Lord, not knowing that the Lord is now in front of her. Which Lord is she praying to? Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, right? <laughs> they're, all, they're right there. And she says, and so there's different versions of the story. The common one that you could like show on a TV program, right? <laughs> like in Devanki Dev, one of these serials. She says, oh, I, I, will, I will gladly feed, but I only feed people who, you first become little children, babies, right? You become babies, then I can, then I can feed you without my clothes. Right, and so they. The story goes, and you know, she, they become three little infants, and infants have no no idea, and she's able to feed them. The more common version, actually, she simply remem- remembers her husband, and the so remembering her husband, immediately all other men are like her children, right? It's not like they become little children; they automatically her children, right? Because they had, there's a there's a scriptural verse that says that uh, a man should see every woman except her mother, except his wife, as mother. And a woman should see every man except her husband as son. So remembering her one husband, everybody else became her children. So in that version, that they may have been adults, may not have been adults, but for all intended purposes, they become innocent like children. She, she didn't see separation, the distinction, so they also behaved this way. So the story goes, then she took off her clothes and fed them food, right? 
And, but they, they were very impressed with this. And they were so moved by her purity and also the good taste of the food that they themselves, they, they gave a boon. He says, before we leave, we'll give a boon. Right? He says, we want to, in the future, be born as your son. That we can, you, you treated us like your son. We actually want to be your son. And then they left, right? And then, uh, much to the embarrassments of, of Saraswati, Lakshmi, and, and Parvati, um, but so some versions have it that there are three of them were born as three different sons uh, in different ways, or they were born as one son, right? And that's why you see Datat, and we don't have this picture up, Datatreya with three heads showing Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And, but actually, so that's the general gist of the story. Very, it's very, it starts, and, and, and we know Datatreya, one of his epitaphs is Avaduta, right? He's beyond any scriptural conceptions, he's beyond. Um, moral principles of good and bad and, 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 and society rules and regulations. He's Abhuta means un, unfettered consciousness. Right? But he's also one of his name is Digambara, right? Which means naked but doesn't really mean naked. It means clad in sp in the spaces and directions, sky clad or space clad or direction clad. Which means he can't be covered. He's so big he covers all the directions. He's so it can't cover consciousness. But in the original text, when it says we only accept people who feed us naked, right, right. But actually the word for that is not was not digambara, right? The word is nirvana. Right? Nirvana means nirband. See, now in Buddhism, Nirvana, we have an idea what Nirvana means, right? But before Buddhism, you could say if this is before if you could say this is before Buddhism, it's hard to date these things exactly. Jaima, um, uh, they say that that his nirvana means without bondage. You can close the door. It's called uh, um, uh, uh, nirvana means without bondage. Right? Another way of saying without covering. Right. So sometimes that so in order to you, you can only feed us without without bondage. Right. That means in the liberate. So she also she showed herself not necessarily that she uncovered herself. She was free. Right. In, in the in the liberated. In the liberated condition, is it raining? Yeah. Jesse, okay. Very nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's raining. <laughs> it raining. Yeah. Hmm. Your shoes in the back or? No, in the car. Okay, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we so so there's something if we start analyzing. So this it's like the name for they have to worship naked or feed naked means. Without bondage means liberated, without mental conceptions, uh, limitations. So if we start analyzing the different names, more meanings come. If we take this symbolically, also we believe that there is an ancient, there's an ancient Rishi named Maitri Rishi. His wife was named Anasurya, but they have deeper meanings. At, what does Atri mean? A means three means three, Trinity or any triad, and A means not or beyond, without. Right. So we are, so either without the three or beyond the three. Both meanings are there. Right, so by there's there's verses that describe this also. Beyond the three, there are the the three dukkhas, the three sources of suffering. Right, the Gita mentions these. Krishna mentions in the Gita the three types of suffering. There's suffering that are caused by uh, by uh, by says by the devas means by nature. Right, like for instance, raining. Right, so if you if you're outside in the rain, you get wet, you're miserable. Right? But it's not because you're a bad person or something you did in your past life, because it's raining. It's nature. If there's an earthquake, it's not because you're a bad person, because it's called plate tectonics. Right? <laughs> nature itself causes problems, and we suffer from those problems. Then there's another source is that of people. Right? Most of our, much of our suffering comes from other people's cruelty or meanness or inconsideration like this. Right? And then there's suffering that comes from 
our own, most suffering is self-imposed and self-inflicted, right? So these are the three types of suffering Krishna mentions in the Gita. So Atri means that which is, he who is beyond the three sufferings, right? Atri also, here the three also refers to the gunas, right? So one who is, that means, another way of saying beyond the gunas is nirgun, just like nirban, right? Another way of saying the same thing, beyond the gunas or beyond, without gunas, means transcendental or free, or uh, trigunatita, beyond also transcending the three, uh, the, the three gunas. It also refers, uh, yogi, then the yogis go in deeper. Yogis say that, that uh, the, the, the three are related to the three grantis. We have knots within our, in, the, in the spine, in the astral spine, shashumna, where kundalini is supposed to be flowing, or prana is supposed to be flowing. There is a knot at the base of the spine called brahmagranti. There is a knot at the heart called vishnugranti, and a knot at, uh, uh, just below the third eye called uh, rudragranti. So at, atri means that which all three, means already beyond these three knots, which means, means awakened kundalini. So these different ways of interpreting even the name of this rishi, right, to which datatriya can be born. Um, then what, what about her, the, 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 our, 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 the mother, right, uh, uh, Anasurya. So an, Anasurya has a similar... Anasurya, if you analyze the meaning, means without or beyond or, or uh, uh, free from jealousy. Right, so that's an interesting idea. And so that's an interesting, just like Atri means beyond the three, the three gunas or the three knots, which means like that. So jealousy is also, this is not the first, when you usually start listing people's bad qualities or inner qualities, jealousy is not always first. Usually we say Kama, Krora, Loba, Moha. Right, we have kama, kroda, loba, moha, mada, matsarya. Right, lust, anger, greed, delusion, pride, and jealousy. Right, so saying somebody is without jealousy means that they're also beyond lust, anger, greed, delusion. Means that that in order to be beyond jealousy, means you have to be on all those other qualities too. Right, so somebody who's another. This, these are these are even the indicator of the parents are these are only born in transcendence, nirvana. Nirguna, you know, uh, all these, uh, beyond the, the, the six faults like this. This is when Dattatreya can be born. <coughs> so, uh, uh, so that we celebrate. And so there's many incarnations of Dattatreya also. Uh, uh, there's, and there's many ways of meditating Dattatreya, but the most common, the one that we usually celebrate is, is, is coming up the kind of the root incarnation of Dattatreya, the one we usually think of as the son of Anasurya and, and, and Atri. That would be this this winter, what they call it, the, 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 uh, the winter moon that's coming up, which is Christmas Eve. Very, very auspicious. Uh, um. And so it says in the scriptures that Dattatriya should be worshipped naked. Right? But it uses the word nirvan. Right? Which means not, not, in the yogis, they, they, they do this sadhana like this, but actually means without, should be, you really worship Dattatriya fully free. Right, when the mind is. So the real puja, we can chant mantras and do pujas and ring bells and put up pictures and garlands. We should do all that. It's very nice, right? But the real Dattatriya puja, the real feeding of Dattatriya comes when the final, uh, when we transcend everything. So I just wanted to mention a few things of Premananda and Dattatriya. And then we'll jump final into the final uh, 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 
finally, get, finally, not final, finally get back to our Kali Sahasranama we've been talking. I have a few few things out there. The last, like I mentioned, the last four, three talks, thinking I originally printed these four verses, the first four verses of the Kali Sahasranama, thinking, oh, in one talk, we shall do the four. That's not the way it worked out. It took many weeks to go one by one. So I'm assuming, we, I only did the, uh, uh, I'm assuming we'll just do three, four names. Uh, so what is the nature, the, what is the, the Hasranama is revealing the nature of Kali, right? But we know from the famous, what is the, what's the, you have it tattooed, what's the final line? Uh, the Kali Astakam, uh, uh, your real nature. Yeah. So Rupam, your, what your real nature is, O Kali, is attributed to Shankaracharya. Even the devas don't understand, right? So if devas don't know her nature, how do we know her nature, right? So we, one point we've been talking the last couple of weeks, uh, been a theme in my meditation, in my study, is uh, uh, this term swarupa, swarup, uh, uh, lakshana, right? That uh, the Brahma Sutta gives. Swarup lakshana is a thing in its the swarupa means its own nature, its own quality. Lakshana is symbol or quality or Sign, thank you. It's own sign. So, what's something's own nature, right? So that's Sri Ramakrishna said, and that and, and that the Brahma Sutta says. It's something's Brahman's own nature can't be indicated. It's its own. It's only Brahman is Brahman, right? Only only God cannot be described. Anything you say about Brahman, anything you say about God, anything you say about Ma, is secondary. It's not an exact. Uh, it can be close, right? And so the example that we were, we've been thinking about is, is you give a secondary quality, like saying, uh, 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 what was the example? Like, like somebody asked, where is, I heard Swamiji, near Kaliman, there's a river that floods. It's raining. Where is that river? What's, what's over there? Where is over there? You see, that, you see that door? Behind that door, you see that wall? That's the river. Right. So, but that's not the river. Right? It's an indicator, it's, but because you can't see the river. So, but, but you can, but you can, if you can see the wall, you know where the river is, right? For all intended purposes, that wall over there is the river. But, but clearly, what's the definite river, if it has a definition, is wa flowing water, right? The wall is definitely not flowing. It has almost no qualities of flowing water, except that it's, it indicates flowing water. That makes sense, right? So, uh, so similarly, like what, about, like what are the qualities we say about God? So like in, in Western uh, tradition, we say God is the creator, why do we say God is a creator? Because we see a creation, right? Brahman is Brahman is Brahman. God is God is beyond conception. But if we see a creation, then we can say, oh, God is a creator, right? Or if, uh, if we see children, God's the mother or the father, heavenly father. Or if we see people we see people suffering, God's the savior. God's loving. God's powerful. God, you know, all these gods, Ishwara. Ishwara means controller. Because there's, as soon as you have a, a world, you have Ishwara. You have a creator of the world. But what are you, so you're saying something about God, but actually, if we were to trust the, the Vedic, the Vedantic Rishis, they say when, when Brahman is realized, the world disappears. If creation's not there, where's their creator? Brahman's there. When there's a creator, you say, oh, God's, Brahman is the creator. As long as they're the creation, right? So anything you say about all these, that's why you have these sasranamas. There, there are thousands of thousand named hymns, right, about God. God, God that can't be named, right, that can't be indicated, that can't be directly indicated. The Hitsvarup uh, Lakshana can't be known. It can be known, but can't be spoken, right? What do you say about him? Or you, say, you can say a lot of things. Some things are really stupid. 
And some things are really sublime, right? People say really stupid things about God, right? You know, the, not everything has the same value, but, but none, none of them are saying the actual God. Sri Ramakrishna said that God, what God has never been spoken by the tongue, never been uh, uchista, right? It's never, never been defiled by the tongue, right? Everything, and Sri Ramakrishna would talk hours about God, right? Everybody, everybody would come, he'd only talk about God, right? But then he would say in that talk about God, God has never been spoken, Right, he's only talking about God, but never directly. He's pointing at it, right? So every so these different lists of the Kali Sasanama, Vishu Sasanama, Saraswati Sasanama, Lita Sasanama, then you get Chinama Sasanama, Dattatriya Sasanama, Bhairava Sasanama, right? Sasanama after there is six or seven Kali Sasanamas alone. This is the most famous, right? So they're saying all these things about a reality that we can't think about. But we can think something. We can indicate something. Point. So, like, if I were to say, "Where's the river?" You were at the "Where's the river?" What's the river like? We'll see that waltz over there. Or I could say, "See over there. There's a horse over there. See that horse? That's the river." Right. I'm pointing the wrong. So that's not an, an intelligent thing to say. That's more accurate. Right. So the more sublime. Some of these names are so sublime they 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 come very close. They they share. So. Uh, 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 like uh, what's uh, like if I were to say like uh, where's the ocean? We see those waves over there. That's the ocean, right? You see the, 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 that blue thing, that blue, that beautiful look. That's not really the ocean. The waves are not exactly the ocean, but they're a very good symbol of the ocean. You almost can't get closer, right? The closest you can get as soon as the, as soon as you see the ocean, the waves disappears also, right? But the, but seeing the waves of the ocean is a really good way to see the ocean. Right, so this is also speaking about Ma. So in the similar Ma, we, in the last few talks, we talked a lot about this because there's Bhairava and Bhairavi, Mahakala, uh, Mahakali, right? Even in the symbol of Kali. I, I guess the other day I was we, we were at the, in the waiting room taking Usha to the doctor. In the waiting room, we were reading a little book by Swami Ramdas, right, from Kerala, right? And even myself, we're devotees of Kali. We live in a Kali temple, and all we do is read books about Kali. And this image has never occurred to me. He says. Just like, uh, just like the ocean and its waves, right? So Shiva is the infinite ocean, and the waves, its manifestation is Kali, right? What a beautiful symbol! It's exactly the per- it's a perfect symbol. Just like the ocean, the ocean and the waves. Just like so, Shiva is that infinite ocean, and the waves, the park we see, the park we see, the moving and dynamic, that is Kali, right? This is this image like that. So what Shiva can be so actually Kali is a revelation of Shiva, but what even what, what Kali is almost can't be known. Right, can, but it can be known by, by, by these epithets, these descriptions, little hints, right? Uh, and last week, we, there was a lot of names. There's Kamini, what, no, what was it? Uh, uh, the names we did last week, uh, Kamadai, Kamadaya, Kam, Kamini, uh, Kamya, uh, Kamaniya, Sobhavini, right? All these names, Kama, there's a lot of these names of Kama right now. That's the section we're in, right? And so Kama, we know, means desire. Right, so he's like, she who is desire, she who is desire, she is the object of desire, she is the goal of desire, she who is our real desire. There's all these names we went, we went, right. So this is one hint. What is, who is Kali? Who is Shiva? It's hard to say, but we can, one way to say it is like she's the one you really want. She's she or he, they, however you want to think of it. That's what you're actually searching for, what you're actually hungry for, right? That's the real object of Kama. Right, so a lot of these names are playing like that. But she's that, she's the core of it, but she's also, she's also become the things we, we want. 
right? Right. She's become one of the points is that she's become name and form. She's become the objects of our desire. Right. She's become us who desire. So all these things. So she's she's the desire. She's the things we want, right? But she's what we really want. It's both these hinting, right? So the, we're, right now we're on verse four. And we'll go back to these comma, but there's one name that comes in the head of it, at the beginning of it. But uh, 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 <coughs> then back to the comma. The first one is Kakara Varanas Sarvanga, Sarvangi. So in a mantra, Kakara Varana Sarvangi Namaha. So Kakara Varana Sarvanga. Sarvanga, Sarvanga means whose limbs, right? Sarvanga and Kakara Varana. Uh, means uh, uh, the uh, means group kakara kakara means the group of letters beginning with ka so this is <laughs> this a very poetic romantic name oh oh you're so beautiful you're represented by the letter group of letters from like from a to g <laughs> like it was only like that. like the, the first group of letters right and the, the sanskrit alphabet but it is significant right because one thing as we go into we're only into I don't know how many names now. Let's see. We're on the 19th name of a thousand eight hymns, right? Each one of these names, there'll be many repetitions, and they're building upon each other, and all these little ways to focus on and uh, on the on the goddess. And there'll be many of them. We'll have to. We'll talk about the alphabet. The alphabet's very very important, right? Ma even wears the she is wears the alphabet on her necklace. This is her necklace. We'll go into that later. So those letters of the alphabet are very important, right? And they're, you know, we usually think of like the Mata, the Jagat Mata, the World Mother. Her her nature is she holds the she holds all the letters of the alphabet. Each letter of the alphabet is called a Matrika. Matrika means little mother. The little mothers together go to make the Maha Devi, the Jagat Mata, right? So they're very you know, so each letter is very there's. I'm not, I don't, I can't say I'm not a Sanskrit, to say I'm not a Sanskrit scholar is a, is a stupid thing to even say. <coughs> I can't pronounce, I don't know ka from ka, you know, even the first letters I don't pronounce properly, right? But independent of that, we know a little bit, or just beginning to understand because of our meditation on Ma all these years, the the, the importance of sounds and the way the Sanskrit outfits put together, right? And those who are Sanskrit scholars, especially those who have a tantric perspective they it's really quite sublime and profound right how the letters go so this 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 uh, kakara uh, uh, varna this group of letters what are they so uh, at the external level at the most simple there are a group of letters and it's what is it come 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 num chum chum jump chum tum tum and nyam these are the letters you are those are your limbs Right, <laughs> that's what this name means, right? But in if you were to analyze, because this is a tantric text, ultimately yogic tantric text, each these these fifty letters of the alphabet are also in our also represented or correspond to the petals of in the chakras in our in our in, in Shushumna. and so this group of letters is in the heart chakra, right? So it's also starting because remember all these names are about kama, what we want. So it's very interesting that this group of letters that she's signifying, that these are, all letters are her, and name by name will reveal these. But here it's especially saying the group of letters that's in the heart, these are related to this kama, kama rupa, kama, kama niya, kama ni, 
Kamadaini, all these different names, right? That that uh, 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 these are the very these are the structure. These are the sonic structure of the heart, right? You see on the symbol of Ma also a Shiva Kali standing on Ma, where we see Shiva is the infinite ocean of unknown, unknowable consciousness, right? Awareness. Kali is its manifest. If in the simple, sim- very simplified way of pointing to the river far away by indicating a wall or a tree, uh, is this whole world of name and form. It's very easy to get lost in the world of name and form, right? And it's very hard to catch the infinite ocean of non-dual awareness, right? But there's a place where they meet, right? Where they meet is at where at, at where Ma touches Shiva, right? And she touch she stands on Shiva. Her foot is on her heart on his heart. Right, so it's very the very stir that very stir that created that uh, that uh, from God's own heart, you could say, the very uh, pulse and awareness, the first vibration, the first stir in consciousness, is in the heart. And so the very creation, therefore, the the very le- the very letters of the alphabet, starting with ka, right, uh, um, uh, spring from in- indicating the very heart of the very be- the first pulse of creation, and that echoes of that first pulse in Shiva's heart that goes to create Kali, and thus the world and us, that's reflected, analogous, if that's the word, that word, yeah, analogous, to our own heart, right? So that, that, that the echoes of that vibration still exist in our own heart, in the, in, in the petals of the heart chakra, right? And by saying ka, ka and ka, and, 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 and uh, 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 ka and ka, uh, uh, like this, is ka is actually not the first letter. It's the first letter of that group, right? Because these are these are these are consonants, not vowels, right? Ka and ka, these are these are. Uh, 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 this is the first consonant. Consonants are break of vowels. So what's the first vowel, right? The first vowel is a, uh, right? And uh, and so uh, when you say om or aum, right, it starts uh is the very first possible vibration, through all the ah, uh, e, u, all the different possible dhamma, all the possible permutations of sound and the vowels, to the final uh, bindu, um. That is a full manifestation of creation, right? That is uh, 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 and that is only broken by the by the we're getting a bit lot into alphabet, broken by the consonants, right? And expressed by the consonants. But if we think the very creation starts here, for the sound, you are, you are the alphabet. You are the beginning of the alphabet. You are the beginning of that manifestation, right? Um, so we think, what's the first sound? The first sound, the very, therefore, if you think about this, the first sound, the very first pulse of creation in, in the alphabet, we were to represent by the alphabet, is uh. Right? It's the first, the first possible Vocalized sound, uh, right? And you see from so, if, and we, we even think if you think to yourself, like you're trying to figure. So, let's go back to in the stories of Shiva and Shakti. Shiva, he's by himself, doesn't know what to do. Like, what do I want to do? I want to, I want to do something. I want to know something. I want to see myself. I want to see something, right? So, what should I do? And he's like, uh, that very sound. We even say it when we're trying to find something. It's a beginning. Like that, uh, and what happens with the first movement from uh, from a short a to a long a, right? That's the first permutation that can happen to uh to ah. I'm maybe not pronouncing properly, but close enough. Uh to ah, and you and you say uh 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 and you go, ah, 
right? You figured it out, right? It's even, it even, we even use these sounds, right? You know, it's like, and I'm not making this up. Yogis have said this. <laughs> I'm not clever enough to come up with this by myself. <laughs> I'm clever, but not that clever, right? Right. So, but, but even the very sounds, so from uh to ah, uh, something huge has happened, right? And so when last, a few weeks, not last week, last month, when we gave the last, a month and a half ago, we gave the last class, right? Some gentleman uh, had come to the class, and he says, well, ka also means, is, is a question. It's first because ka means what, right? In Sanskrit, it has this word, right? So from ka to ka, right, is also the answer, right? From the very first, it's like when it, from, from that first thing to the next, the, from the first vibration to the next vibration, a to a, right? It's almost, it's a question, what shall I do? Ah, I got the answer. And then the next, and then, then if you found from a to a, what's the very next sound possible? I, e. Right, if you follow, uh, it, it, it's almost the next possible sound, right? And each one, and by that happened from ah uh, to it to from ah uh, to ah uh, to it to e to u to u. You know, you follow every, and these are they're simple. I mean, it's simple enough to say, not that simple, because I, <laughs> but it's simple enough to say the sounds, right? But if you think about these sounds as analogous to the creation of the, the creation of everything. Right, the creation of creation, right? Uh, 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 the manifestation of manifest, the manifestation of manifestation, right? <laughs> right. This is a very huge thing. So actually, uh, I was listening to one little thing from Rampuri, Baba Rampuri, and he said something very interesting. He says like we just recently they're they're sending probes out to Mars, right? It's a huge thing, right? And billions of dollars, right? And very impressive and maybe useful. I don't know, you know. Uh, for the future, <coughs> and so I'm how how many miles is it from Mars to Mars? It's a huge distance. It's very impressive. Big, yay for mankind! Look what we did, right? We we sent some we sent a, 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 a something to Mars, and it's taking information like that. There's a huge distance in space, right? But so that Babaji's point is that from a to a, right, is a is a infinitely bigger distance in in uh, uh, density right from uh to ah uh, there's a huge difference in manifestation right and so if you look at the different chakras like this this group of chakras this group of letters is in the heart different letters different syllables different chakras is different from lum to yum to hum right these represent earth and fire and water and earth like what's the difference between earth and fire it's, it's only a difference in density right and this density is huge Right, so you've gone, you've gone a billion times further in density from a uh to a uh, than you've done in sending rockets into space to to investigate other rocks floating around the sun. You know, so it, these syllables are very, very um, uh, uh, important. You know, and 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 they're important in tantra, they're important in yoga, and they're important uh, in this group of names. They'll come up again and again. As they come up, we'll. Un untangle them more. I'm just giving the beginning of it. Uh, also, as we as we study them, more more knowledge will come from them. Also, right now, just beginning. Kakaravarna Sarvangye Namaha. We bow to, to she whose limbs are the ka group of letters. And then, Om Kamenye Namaha. So, come. So here is the word is Kameni, 
right? Which we know so we've been having some fun trying to figure out how to translate in the Katamrita this Kamini, right? Kamini Kanchana Tyag and like this. Kamini Kanchana. So Kamini. So Kamini, as we know, one thing Kamini does not clearly mean, it doesn't mean woman. It means a desirable or desired or object of desire. Here I've given a couple different. This is, Swamiji has written quite a bit on this point, so he can discuss it more. But you, a simple thing you could say is it is a desired woman, or desirable woman, or desired filled woman, or woman is a desire. But it's not woman; it's just a feminine term. Of course, every name here is a feminine, because masculine or feminine these are all names of Kali, right? Right. But actually, Kamini has a has a different meaning, and it will come. Actually, Kamini is another meaning is the the consort of of uh, 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 of Kamadeva. Right, so this is another meaning. So we can say, oh, this means the object of the, the uh, attractive people or our attraction to people, that's Kamini. But Kamini literally also means a consort of Kama. Kama is Cupid, right? These are the, the, that, or a desire, and the Shakti of that, the power of that is, is Kamini. Uh, uh, and as we, the next name will reveal more of that. <laughs> It'll be a fun night for people to come today. Not I, not I, and shortly. And a rainy night. So the next name will reveal more of it. Kama Sundari, right? So Kama Sundari. So Kama Sundari. So. It's hard. To, I mean, a simple translation I gave. I gave here what we bow to. She who is the beauty of desire. That's a simple thing to say. People come. A nice rainy day. <laughs> Please come. So Kamasundari so Kama, Kama so Kama means a beauty of desire or the uh, beautiful desire you could say. But it also means the, or the beautiful, I put the beautiful consort of Kamadeva, all these meanings can be there. But it actually is much deeper than that. And as soon as you start talking about the Kakara Varna and the different things, you know you're gonna, you have to go a little bit into a, a yogic or tantric interpretation of these names. Who is Kamasundari? So Kamasundari is a name for Shiva as the consort of Kamasundara. I mean, as the as as Devi, as a consort of Kamasundara. Kamasundara is a name for Shiva, right? And there's many versions of how this name comes. The simple is the story of Lalita, right? When uh, the the Bandasura, very interesting, related because the most famous story about this Kamadeva that we we seem to be complicated, that complicated our life. Kama and his wife, he tried to tempt Shiva. Right? We all know the story. He tried to agitate Shiva. Shiva does not like being agitated. And opens the third eye and goes, whom, and burns she burns Kama to ash, right? And Kama, for as a monk, I can stress is very can be bothersome. It bothers everybody, especially to monks, right? Who are we have we don't have a good relationship with Kama Dev, right? Uh, and so and so Shiva is in that mode, but Kama, I mean, all these names of Kali deal with Kama, right? So the, it's actually divine desire is our desire for ultimate comes from our desire for God. Desire God's desire to be two and many and us and like this and us to get back to him, back to her, right? So the result, Kama was bothersome enough, but the result of burning Kama, 
became infinitely worse. Because his wife, Rati, she put together the ashes of Kama. And then by some twist, she, he came to life. But it wasn't the original Kama. Then he became made of the ash of the original Kama. And when he saw what was awoken, all the gods, all the sages, all the demons, everybody sh- shouted, Stop! Band! And so he became known as Bandasura, the stop demon. Right? <laughs> His name means stop. Much worse than Kama, than Cupid. Right? Right? And so, and he, when he woken, nobody could, could defeat him. Right? Kama uh, Devi, uh, uh, you, you, you know, you can control a little bit, right? A, uh, normal desire, a little bit agitating, much beauty, a little bit agitation, we can tolerate, right? And, 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 and avoid or succumb some our way through life. But Bandha Sutta was much, much worse. And so the gods, not only with the rishis, they went up to the highest heaven, to the peak of the three central mountains, which represent the top of the spine, and they did a yagya. The, the, they began to do this in the Brahmana Purana. They did a big yagya, and out of that fire ceremony came a, a three-dimensional Sri Yantra. Right? The original Sri Yantra with Goddess Chipurasundari, the, the most beautiful of the three worlds. Right? And she and she came up and says, I shall easily, what's the problem? Oh, this horrible demon has come. He's just made of ash. He's just the ash of Kamadev. He's nothing. Right? I can, with my beauty, beauty he, she's, what's, Kali has swords and weapons, and uh, what's her weapon? She has f- five arrows made of flowers. Right? A, a bow made of sugar cane. The string is made of bees. Right? So it means by beauty and charm. I can, one, I'll, I'll destroy him easily. Right? So she goes, and says, but excuse me, Devi, we don't know much about you, but it doesn't look good that an unmarried woman will go to battle. Right, this is the story, right? So she takes her flower garland and just throws it behind her, ignoring, just, just throws it in some direction. In that direction, Shiva was meditating. And it fell on Shiva's, so that's her, what is it, Swayam, uh, Swayam what is that, the, uh, the marriage where you choose? Swayam Bhattam marriage, right? So you put it, but Shiva, you know, the Shiva who was not the least bit interested in Kamadev, the whole purpose of Kamadev shooting Shiva is to get him to open his eyes and marry Parvati. Right? So that whole thing. But now, without opening his eyes, Mary, she just threw it like that. And so he became known there, he became known as Kameshwara. Right? The Lord of Kama. And so she, one of her names automatically became Kameshwari. Here is Kameshwari, right? So that's one of the sources of this, of this name. Right? Kamasundara uh, Kama, uh, Kama and Kama, uh, no, Kamasundari. <coughs> In this form of Kamasundari, it's also, she's known to be Sodashi. Sodashi means 16. And so this 16 refers to the digits of the moon, of the full moon. Right? The, trans, the very full moon is Sodashi. Right? But Sodashi also means a 16-year-old girl. Right? And so in this view, this is a, a, a cultural perspective also, that the most, a girl that is most beautiful is 16 years old. Right? So, Kama, so by also saying she's Kamasundari, Kamasundari means she's a 16-year-old girl, which means she's Sodasi, which means she's Lalita to Purasundari. So these are all ways of describing, connecting Kali to Lalita. Many names will do this, right? Uh, um. So, that said, there's, I mentioned there's a, there has to be a, a deeper, uh, not deeper, more esoteric. Esoteric doesn't always mean deeper, it simply means hidden, right? It's a less known interpretation of Kamasundari. And this is known by to yogis, right? Especially uh, uh, Raj yogis, Hatha yogis, Tantric yogis, 
that understand or can't understand who are taught and practice uh, visualizing the chakras and the pranas and, and the, 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 the ida and pingala and shishumna and the different chakras like that. So we know, we should know something that, that we have genu- general understanding. There's thousands, according to some texts, there are thousands and thousands of chakras in the body. There's uh, thousands of uh, nadis or pathways. Simple number, though, they say there's 72,000 nadis, but that's a very nice. At uh, one time somebody said, oh, yes, Swami, there's 72,000 nadis. Okay, name them. Just to say that 72,000 nadis is not very much. You know, I've also read that, there's 72,000 nadis. Usually, even I put, I have a book on pranayama, so there's 72,000 nadis, three of which are important. Eat up English. That's an easy thing to say, because right? that's the only ones we usually consider. So, out of the, so within those, there's also chak- the general chakras, and the chakras are related to the elements. We just talked when we talked about Dattatriya, uh, uh, the, uh, the earth, earth, fire, Earth, water, fire, air, space, right? And then you go to mind and ego and manas and like this, buddhi, like this. Uh, so from between Agni, above Agni Chakra, and you could say bet- above Agni, Ch- Agni Chakra and below Sahasrasara, the thousand petaled, that's one way of saying it, that's a way of visualizing, but really it's considered part of Sahasrasara. There's other chakras that are there, right? There is that yogis understand or visualize, yogis experience or they visualize and therefore they can, they contemplate upon them. And so one of which is, it's called uh, Soma Chakra. And Soma Chakra is above, it's said to be in the forehead or visualized in the forehead, kind of the front part of the forehead above the, the Agna Chakra, either below Shasara or is part or the lower part of the thousand petal lotus. That's a more accurate way to describe it. And Soma Chakra, is, Soma is also known as Amrita Chakra. And so Soma means, Soma means Amrita, means the moon or the nectar that comes from the moon. Right? And it's called Soma Chakra or, or Amrita Chakra because it's dripping nectar. And this nectar gets a little bit esoteric also. This nectar is said to come from Kamadenu, right? From the wish fulfilling cow, right? And one of the names in this group of names is Kamadenu. That's one of Ma's names. We'll go, I don't maybe probably won't reach it tonight, but <coughs> which is many, many meanings, including some mystical yogic meaning. So it comes from the, but through the moon, right, into this chakra, visualized or experienced by the yogi. And it comes to a place called uh, Brahmara uh, uh, Gufa, or uh, Nirhara Gufa. Gufa means cave. And so it gets a little strange to describe, but you know, we have our, our brain has two lobes, that what they call them, I guess, right? <laughs> Hemispheres, right? And where they two meet is a little cave, right? That cave, it's believed that nectar is coming through from the moon. There's other chakras that connect to the moon and other... One, one thing that Tantras say is everything in the universe is in the body. Right, all the gods, all the tirtas, and all all the planes, and all the planets, and everything, everything is in this body. So this is how even the moon is in the body. So it drips through this; it's dripping continuously through this chakra. Uh, <coughs> this nectar comes through three other rivers. Right, we have Ida Pingla Shishumna where the three rivers meet, but above there's also three rivers that come. Right, and it's called Ambika, Lambika, and Talika. Uh, 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 and then Kamadenu, this fourth river, right? And they are the source of this nectar. But this, in general, the belief is that this nectar is constantly dripping. Actually, above the Shiva Lingam outside, we have that 
pot that's dripping water, this is that. Right? Everything is somehow that, that we fill that is constantly dripping water. And, and luckily, there's nothing in between, so it's falling on Shiva's head. Right? So we have at the base of our spine a Shiva Lingam, called Svayambhu Shiva. We'll go into in a second, right? And this nectar is trying to bathe that Shiva. But in the, uh, 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 in the, um, uh, uh, we have some uh, solar fire, solar energy in the, there's a sun within us also within the heart area, and it dries it up and burns it up. And so they say this nectar gives immortality, it's constantly being burnt and dried. So what happens? That means we get old and we die, right? But yogis, some yogis, right, they do all kinds of tricks, right, to stop that nectar from dripping and drying up, right, right? So even some things like the headstand is one of those tricks. Shoulder stand catches it here. There's all kinds of kumbhakas that are designed to hold it here. But more properly is this um, uh, kachiri mudra. There's a position where the tongue, where that, there is, they, they understand somewhere where that, that they plug it with their tongue, right? Uh, uh, and, and by so doing, this is a yoga, this is, Hatha yoga it goes into this practice, right? Uh, um, uh, you can just put your tongue and go way back and imagine that considerably more. <laughs> That's called Ketchini Mudra, right? You can practice it, but it's not easy. Uh, some yogis are, are, and are my guru's guru's guru, right? my dada guru, Handiya Baba, he, so much so, he, every morning was Ganga Mudra, he'd, he, he'd massage his tongue, right, to get longer and longer and longer. And then he'd cut, at least I was to get a super, in order for it to go, because he was expert at this practice, right? The secret of Hatha Yoga, actually, right? Not meant, maybe not necessary for everybody to do, but this is this name refers to this practice. So that's why I'm giving some background. And and what happens then when this is plugged, all kinds of things happen. Starters, uh, uh, health changes because amrita is being stored, not wasted. But amrita is not just being stored in the body; it's being stored in the head, right? It's being stored, right? You know, you see, I, you see, I carry around this coconut cup or the kamandalu coconut cup. And you see yogis, these pictures of Shiva holding a skull cup. This is also what this refers to. A skull full, a head full of nectar. Not a body full of nectar. It's not about physical health. It's about spiritual... I mean, that's the real inebriation, the real nectar that's being drunk. Ma holds a skull like this. <coughs> so when the yogis can do this, then, then they begin to hear very subtle sounds. This nada. Right? And... In these particular practice, then they begin to meditate upon Kameshwara Chakra. Kameshwari, Kameshwara Chakra, which is this name that we're dealing with, Kameshwara. We'll go into that. So, above Soma Chakra, there's another chakra, just above it, right, called Kameshwara Chakra. Right? And, but it's not seen, it's seen as an eight-petal, some, some versions have it 12, some people have 16, generally seen as an eight-petal lotus, right? But it's seen primarily, it's visualized as a triangle. Within these, so this triangle is very important. What is this triangle? I'm getting technical, but it's it's fun. I like this stuff. Uh, uh, there are three nadis also formed that come there: uh, uh, Vama, Jishtan, Raudri, <coughs> and they form a triangle called the Akata triangle. Within this triangle is seated Kameshwara in union and embrace. Like you've seen those tantric images where like a Buddha is embracing his Shakti, kind of a sexual union. So it's Kameshura in embrace with Kameshuri. Right? That's and that's visualized in the head, right? Above like this, right? Uh, uh, 
uh, and they're seen as covered with bluish white lotus petals. Or like very beautiful, various, uh, very moon-like, this blue-white of like the full moon, this gentle Amrita, Soma, like this, right? These three uh, uh, nadis are connected to Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, Brahmi, Maheshwari, and Raudri, Maheshwari, Brahmi, Vaishnavi, like this, through the nadis. The same triangle is seen at the base of the spine. Everything is analog, is, 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 is a connection, right? So when you, at the, at the Muladhara Chakra, we think of the base of the spine, there's a square, right? But underneath that square, there's a triangle, right? If we, when we, be, when we make a duni, even this, even this home of Kun, it's square. If you look inside of it, below it, there's another triangle that goes deeper, right? Below Muladhara is this triangle, right? Within this triangle is seen a Shivalingam, Right, called Swayambhu, a self-manifested Shivalingam, with a serpent. We've seen this image, it's a serpent uh, with its head three and a half times, right? And like this. this is Kund- we call this Kundalini, right? In Tantric symbolism, right? Uh, that is in one state, right? When Kundalini or Shiva and Shakti is seen at the base, it's seen like this, right? As a sleeping serpent, right? When she's seen awakened, the, the corresponding mirror image, right? The non in the Gita says this world, this world, and this body is an upside down tree, right? You look at the tree reflected in water, that's an upside down tree. It's like the mirror reflection. Our body is an, a mirror reflection of the reality, right? You look at the actual reality. There's another that same triangle that's being reflected is the top of the head. And that triangle is that Shiva and Shakti is not a Shiva ling, not a cold Shiva lingam wrapped around by an angry serpent. It's Lord Shiva as a yogi as an illumined yogi, right, in, in full embraces his shakti, right, so that's, that's visualized, so this saying Kameshuri, or Kama, sorry, not Kame, Kamasundari, right, Kamasundari is, that's where she lives, Kamasundari is that, is Kali fully awakened, is shakti, Kundalini fully awakened, right, and so this is also imaged, even in this image of Kali, as standing on Shiva, right, in the, in the temple of stand on Shiva, she's also seen as sitting on Shiva, that same Kamashuri and Kamasundari and Kamasundara, the the most beauty, the most sublime, the most perfect, the most ecstatic situation. That those that triangle of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, or uh, uh, Vama, Jishta, and Raudri uh, uh, um, uh, Nadis, right? Have these also? Con- these are that central triangle of any. Yantra, from the Bindu comes the triangle. That triangle is going to be Itcha Shakti, Kriya Shakti, Jnana Shakti, or feeling, knowing, doing, right? Then, be, then, then that in each level, then becomes truth, beauty, goodness, and from the Upanishads, uh, Satyam, what is it? Satyam, Shivam, Sundaram, right? Uh, uh, like this. So there, it's a very pattern. That very pattern is a pattern of reality itself. Let's see, let's see, we can go a little bit further because we have RT at, at uh, 6.30. I'll talk five, six minutes more. The next name is Kamartya. Kamartya. Kamartya ye namaha. So this is a very nice thing. Kamartya. Right? So we have to think what does Kamartya mean? So here I, I put it as she who is the object of desire. Right? Because Artya means object. It means wealth. It usually means like in the four goals of life. Kama, right? Artya. Dharma, Dharma, Kama, Artha, and Moksha, right? So Artha means wealth here, right? But what does Artha actually mean? Artha means 
means meaning. The meaning of something is its artha. It means the sense of something. It's the, 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 uh, the goal of something. Right? The purpose of something. The essence of something. All these mean artha. Right? And kama means desire. Right? So, what does, so let, let's, give it, let's connect karma artha with that. Karma desire. The, the meaning of desire. The sense of desire. The goal of desire. The purpose of desire. The essence of desire. All of this. These are aspects of. This is what Kali is. Right? And we, we have another word. Anartha. Right? Kama also means that what you want. So Kamartha is the, the thing. The essence. The meaning. The juice. The, the goal. The, the purpose. That you actually want. And the opposite of that is Anartha. It's used in many scriptures. Anartha. Like by, by the chanting of God's name. The Anarthas are clean, cleansed. Anartha means. Uh, un means not, right? Which is that which you don't want, that which is harm, harmful, bad, useless, valueless, um, unwanted, right? Unwanted is the most common. That's usually the one when I go to what I'm trying to describe, anarta, the anarta, the unwanted things, right? Useless things, right? So, kamartayena maha means she who is the thing we really want, right? But there's so many other things because of kama and other things that we want many things that we don't really want. Useless things, right? Uh, harmful things, right? Unwanted things. And if we look, we can see so many things we work for, so many things we struggle for and with, and they're not, they're not even valid. They're not really what we're looking for. They, 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 they take our mind away. They make us feel bad. They ruin our relationships. They waste our time. These are, these are the anartas. So by sadhana, that the, the anartas are washed. All the unwanted things and the, desire, the unwanted desires, the unwanted tendencies are washed from the heart. It says we most, usually we're studying Bhagavatam here, generally. Right now we're doing this text. And the very first three or four verses in the Baha Bhagavatam says, by the regular study of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the anartas are almost completely destroyed. Right? Because what does it mean? So, kamarta, the thing we really, the wealth, the thing, the thing we're really after, Right? That another word for it in the Bhagavatam is paramgati, our gati, our real goal, the supreme goal, the transcendent goal. Right. So the thing is, we what we really, really want, right? The things we want get in the way of the thing we really, really want. That would have kind of what it's saying, you know. So so by so she's by saying she's kamarta, she's she's uh, uh, she's what we're really after, right? And and by do and by worshiping her, the anarta is cleansed away. But also Kamarta also means, you know, Dharma, Kama, Arta, Moksha. She's Kama and Arta. That's another way of saying it also. Or she's also these legitimate goals of life. Happiness is also part um, happiness and fulfilling desires is part of life in this body and in the world. And wealth and prosperity and, and, and supporting family and friends. That's also part of life. She's also that. Right? She's also Kama. She's also, also Arta. There's so many ways to interpret this, these names. In verse, in line twenty, uh, name twenty-three, kama rupa, kama rupa namaha, right? So kama was kama rupa. She who is, she who has the form of desire. That's what I gave the general translation, right? So that's something. Kama rupa is like your the very nature of our des- desire itself. That's her, her nature, or she. Uh, the nature of desire is also her. But in light of all this, you know, what is that? The the uh, the search for the absolute, the feeling like this. Right, <coughs> kama rupa also has tantric meaning. Kama, kama rupa is also the the uh, uh, the organs of desire, 
the organs of sexuality also. This is also Kamarupa. And then the final in this cluster is Kamadenu. Kamadenu. What's Kamadenu is? Uh, Kamadenu is the wish-fulfilling cow, right? Right, wish-fulfilling cow, Kamadenu. Denu actually means, doesn't mean cow, it means cow, but means where it's the, Denu is also to give, the part of the cow that's giving. This is, I mean, this is a, there's a mudra, I keep doing this, because you know what I mean by this, right? Cow udder, this is the cow udder, see? This is called Denu mudra. <laughs> I'm just doing this so many people know, you know, the cow udder. This is, because I know this means cow udder, right? So the, the udder of a cow is called Kamadenu. Right, but the one who has a cow, a udder, is a cow. So it's a name for the mother cow, Gomata, Kamadenu. But so Denu, but Kamadenu is the one who gives. From her comes all the satisfaction of all our desires, all we want. So this is a name. This is one of the names um, uh, for uh, Surabi. Surabi, the original mother of the mother of all cows, our mother, and Surabi is the mother of all cows, a mystical cow. And we know the story when the ocean was churned and the by the gods and demons, and the yoga. We gave many, almost four or five months discussion on that very story many years ago. Uh, the churning of the ocean. Many things came up, right? I think twenty-six or twenty-four things came up in different lists. I think twenty-four in the Bhagavatam are listed. Uh, the many, the, you know, the, the divine horse, the. the uh, Lakshmi, so many things came up, and, and as things came up, they were given to different people. Different uh, Lakshmi came up, he went to this. This came up, the g- demons took this. This elephant came up, given to Indra. This came up, given to like this, right? The final thing is Amrita, right? That's the most important thing. But very soon before, one of the higher things that came up is this uh, Kamadenu, wish fulfilling cow, right? Or Surabi. But in the Bhagavatam, the name given is not Kamadenu. In many texts, it says Kamadenu. In the Bhagavatam, the name is given Havir. You know, you, we say Brahmar Panam Brahma Havir. Brahmir means ghee offering. This is the Havir, right? So the name for the cow is ghee offering, right? It's a very interesting. And so who who got the cow? Who got this cow? It says the Brahmanas took it, because they're the ones who are in charge of doing the puja with ghee. And and so, but but it's very very important because that without the the ghee offering in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna mentions something about this nature of sacrifice. He says that you sacrifice to the devas, and the devas, you feed the devas, the devas feed you. Right? In this way, let this arrangement of sacrifice between the gods and man, right, the powers of nature and, and us, the children of nature, right, uh, th- let this be your kamadenu, let this be your cow, cow plenty. Right, so the very name for the cow is ghee offering, which is a symbol of sacrifice. Right, and it mentions that the very nature of sacrifice. There's five type of sacrifice that are supposed that we're born with certain debt. Right, we have debt to the devas, so we do we pour into the fire to feed the devas, and the devas send this nice rain that's come, right, and 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 sun and shine and wind and air and like this. So we 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 do offering to the devas. We do offering to the ancestors. Right, they gave us our body. They gave us our culture. They gave us our training. Our DNA, our tradition, right? We have to, and they taught us. They taught us how to how to hold a fork and how to walk and how to wipe our butt and how to be nice to people. And you know, we have to be respectful to our parents and our ancestors. So we do pitra. We it's both by obedience to our parents 
and then after it, sacrifices and offerings of the ancestors, Shrad. So gods, uh, ancestors, Nada, to other people, right? We are very much dependent on each other, right? And from this seed, many times I've mentioned, if we stop, uh, uh, if, uh, if, if the people in, Lagoon, in, in Orange County Water District stop putting some proper chemicals in our water, within two, three days, all of us will have dysentery. Right? How we don't take it. We take it for granted how much they're actually doing. Other people are doing for us. So we have to pay the price. Right? Uh, if you buy a, you buy you buy milk at the store, somebody not only the cow but somebody you know you have to pay the, you have to pay the price. So there's we have to serve others not only by proper business but by charity. We have to serve those uh, by respecting this this thing. So that's gods, ancestors, people, rishis. Rishiyagya, right? The Rishis, this whole thing is coming from the Rishis. How much knowledge and wisdom comes from the Rishis, right? So how do we do that? By following and by, and by passing it on. We, our, our duty to the Rishis is to follow their teachings and to pass on their teachings, right? We walk the path and show the path, both things, right? Because the nature of a path, the path the Rishis have taught, like any path, one generation doesn't walk it, the path is gone, Right, grows over, right? So it's our duty to pass it on, pass it on to our children, pass and then and then there's other ways, you know, it's by printing books and by supporting temple you know, this, this is all called Rishi Yagya. So gods, ancestors, people, Rishis and Boot. Boot means other uh, uh, entities like animals, nature, trees, right? You know, uh, 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 if all the ants in the world were to die, humanity would probably also die. <laughs> Right, you know, it's like we we are so we're so dependent on so many, so we have to serve and take care. Of. So that's called. This is also in the Gita. This is mentioned as yagya. It's our duty. It's our it's our it's our duty, right? And it's been arranged. He says, if you first offer in yagya, offer in sacrifice, represented by this cow, right? Offer in sacrifice, right? Then, by this method, I've I've arranged for you to satisfy all your desires. Do this, and then whatever is left is called prashad. When you do a sacrifice, whatever is after left of the sacrifice, that's prashad. That fully enjoy, right? Af after you've done your duty to the gods, to the ancestors, to humanity, to the rishis, and to and to nature, then whatever is left, you enjoy, right? He says, "I've arranged this for you. This is my way for you to be happy. This is your cow of plenty." Right, so the Kamadenu, she's the, she, so he's a tree, he, uh, this name, Kamadenu, is saying that Ma is that whole process, is that, that she's the one who's giving everything, but through this very loving, respectful relationships. Right, this is not the way we, uh, 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 uh. you can see, I mean, you just turn on the news. I just or go shopping, one of the two. <laughs> See, this is not the normal relationship we have. Uh, this uh, loving respect <coughs> uh, for the source where we get everything. So Kamadenum is also a mythological character. This wish-fulfilling cow. It says that the, the Brahmanas took because they're, they're keeping this this ancient tradition of sacrifice going, of worshipful uh, communion, worshipful interaction with na powers of nature. <coughs> but in the stories, many times, there's many stories where somebody steals Kamadenu. I'm forgetting just now, it's bad that I, uh, I hadn't had much chance to prepare for tonight, so I apologize. Um, but uh, there's one, 
I'm forgetting one Rishi who had Kamadenu was in her care, his care. If somebody, if you remember the name of the Rishi, please tell. And some king came, right? And says, you know, kings go out. The problem, actually, usually, what happens? The king goes hunting, right? The king, the king, why, why kings? Kings are allowed to hunt, but uh, because hunting allows. So the story goes in the ancient days, uh, somebody to keep their military strength in 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 uh, sharp during times of peace, right? So it's allowed. But it, in every story, when a king goes hunting, although allowed by the scriptures, something bad happens. It's not without karma. It's allowed, but not without reaction. Right? So there is always such a, So this king goes out hunting, and he gets lost and gets thirsty. And he goes, he sees a little hermitage of some rishi. He says, do you have any something? Yes, yes, I can. Uh, you're, you seem very poor. Please forgive me. I, I, don't, I don't want to ask you. No, no, I have everything. No problem. I have this divine cow. She gives me anything I want, right? What do you want? And so she goes to the cow and he creates a beautiful five-course meal, a ten-course meal, fit for a king, right? And his, oh, uh, your your horse is is hungry from the from the from the kamadenu. He gives hay for the horse, and you look cold from the kamadenu. He produces clothes, like that. It's everything. And the king's looking. He's like, wow, I like a, a sage doesn't have need for this, right? A king, I can do a lot of good with this. Right, I could feed my entire people. I can create a whole army to defeat my enemies from this thing. Like he began to think like this. So he says, my dear sage, you please give me this cow. He goes, I will not give you this cow. It was an entrusted from the beginning of time right, to, to the rishis. We know how to take care of it. We know what's actually necessary to ask. Right? It's another thing the rishis know. Like Anusurya, as I started, right? Aitri Rishi, one who's beyond... Uh, selfish consciousness and like this. They know what's, what we actually need, right? And our leaders, the kings, the elected the elected or born kings, right? They re- they have responsibility, but they don't always know <laughs> the right thing to ask, what was actually, actually needed. So he says, no, no, it's attributed, it's given to the rishis. We're supposed to be guiding and, and, it's gonna, and we're protecting. She's providing everything we need and we're also protecting her, right? And you don't want, you're trying to use her, not protect her. To get you what you need, I'm, we're supplying the needs of the world this way, right? And we're protecting her. You're trying to use her, and you're not trying and and for your own selfish needs, right? And so the king said, "No, they don't understand. You are a you are a simple sadhu. I am a king. I have an army. I'm taking the cow, right?" He says, "No, no, no. You're not taking the cow, <laughs> right? The cow is given us by God Himself at the time of creation, right? For the good of the world." He says, "No, you don't understand." So he, he goes off and comes back. This time was his full army. Give me the cow. Right, but then that, but then the, the that rishi he grabs every rishi has a stick, he goes, thou shall not pass, <laughs> or a lightsaber, or whatever you want to call it nowadays, right, right, and and from it a whole army comes to the out of out of his danda, right, the danda given by the cow, <laughs> right, the cow, and, and in order for so the danda, so the danda means discipline, danda means stick. Danda means punishment, and Danda means discipline. All three meanings are there, right? And so the Rishi has discipline. He knows how to use. He's not selfish. He knows how to use the gifts of, uh, of, of this magical cow, right? And so he was able, I mean, the story, the long story, and truly the long story, all Puranas, the story was in stories and stories. Uh, he uh, successfully defeats like this. But this is one of the many stories of, of, of how the... Uh, <coughs> Uh, Kamadenu was stolen and misused or tried to be misused but Kamadenu also refers to Mother Earth Mother Earth is also Kamadenu 
in the Bhagavatam there's a story of Prithu, Prithu Maharaj. Prithu Maharaj was one of the first. He represents a movement in history, uh, 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 a development of history when we began, when, when there began to be cultivation. Right? That's, a, that's like that. And, uh, 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 and he decided, he saw the earth cow, he says, you know, now society is getting big enough that we can't just go into the forest and pick roots. Right? I, my duty, we need to control the earth. That's the nature of cultivation, right? Right. So the earth, what does cultivation mean? In the forest, a plant grows where it grows. And you go and you find it. You take it. But in cultivation, this is a man-made world. A plant grows where you plant it. Right. You know, it's like you control it. You put, you plant rows very nicely. You make them do what they want. It's a way of extracting maximum benefit from controlling nature in, in, in like this. So it's a very dangerous transition. So the, the earth said, no way, I'm not agreeing to this. And she took on her form of, of the cow and ran. Right? And, 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 and Prithu ran after the cow. This is whole story. We told, we told the story somewhere in our podcast if you want to hear it. It's, it's a very interesting story. Many years, many, I don't know, five, six years ago we told the story. Uh, at the beginning of creation, we told the story. <laughs> Back when we were just becoming, uh, we're moving from hunter-gatherers to, to agriculturalists. Right? And, the, and, and runs and runs and, and all over the world runs. Right? And finally, Prithu, actually we get the word for earth, Prithvi, after Prithu Maharaj. He made an agreement. Then the, the cow in the story says, stop, we'll make an agreement. Right? You can't just go the whole time chasing me and me running. This is not a way for you one of us to live. You're a king and I'm the earth. This is not a nice situation, right? Let's make a deal, right? If you, res- if you come to me respectfully, I'll give you everything you want, right? And so according to Jaima, according, uh, 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 according to what you need, that you can take. Right, and so it began. So the the uh, 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 that began a respectful, ideally maybe idealized story, right? Whether it's we can find that in, in but you if, if uh, uh, and different categories of people they approached her with different vessels, right? The the, uh, the brahmanas came with one type of vessel, and she gave pure milk. Right. Other people uh, says the demons came with a metal with iron cups and she gave alcohol. Right. Uh, uh, the the uh, uh, the uh, military people came with a steel cup and she gave weapons. Right. She, another people came with like so another way you can see we're taking according to what our container is we're taking what we want from the earth. But somewhere along the line again it broke. Right. The beginning of Kali Yuga according to the Bhagavatam, Kamadenu is no longer respectfully approached. You know, you please, we ask, you please give, right? And she's giving what we need, according to the categories of people, according to what people need, right? But now we're taking without asking. We're taking without respect, right? And that's the opening scene. That's one of the opening scenes of, of, of Kali Yuga in the Bhagavatam also. When King Pariksha goes to search the world, things seem a little bit different. That's maybe Kali Yuga started. He goes wandering and he sees the earth and the, the, he sees a cow and a bull crying, broken and crying. Right, the bull of Dharma and the cow of the earth. Right, nobody respecting, no, and people just beating and taking. Nobody like this. And this is a horrible scene. We won't go in because we have exactly. I'm one minute late for RT, so I won't to go into it. But it's a very important story. I've told the story many times. It, to me, it's one of the most important stories in the Bhagavatam. Let's see here. Last name. Yeah, Kamadenu. The cow of plenty. She is a. a Kamadenu is the, uh, the cow from which all desires are drawn, the cow of plenty. 
Uh, and then the final name, just to finish it, because we won't start with the final name, Kalavati. Kalavatiye Namaha. Right, Kalavati has uh, primary, it's also in the Lita Sasanama. Kalavati means uh, artistic or talented. It means one who possesses the knowledge of the 60, it literally means one who possesses the knowledge of the 64 arts. And the 64 arts are things like cooking, things like decorating, making uh, furniture out of reeds, <laughs> uh, carving, right? That's so many, given these old traditions, means traditional art, right? And this number 64 is very, very significant. We'll go on to another one when there's more time. Uh, there's 64 tantras, there's 64 uh, uh, arts, there's 64 uh, uh, mistakes that are done in, 64 offerings in puja, 64 mistakes you can do in puja, 64 uh, rules for, for leadership, 64 mistakes you can do in, in diplomacy. This number is significant. So Kalavati is one who is expert at everything, right? Or one who gives expertise in all art, all, all beauty and charm like that. But it has another name. Kala means also time. Kalavati, one who controls time, the mistress of time, or the one who transcends time, who wears time. That is also so. You see Shiva wearing, Kala is the name for the moon. Moon is a symbol of time. The change of the waxing and waning moon is a symbol of time. Kalavati, she who wears the changing moon. Right? And so if I wear something on my head that's constantly changing, right, that means I'm not changing. The thing I'm wearing is changing, right? So time moves, kalavati, all beauty, all charm, every whole, all things are constantly changing. She remains the same, right? So she's the unchanging. So in the, that Savis Mantra, what is it? Stristristiti vinashanam shakti bhute sanatini. When do we chant them all? Stristristiti vinashanam. She creates, sustains, and destroys. Right? You are the energy that does every, another, all movements, all time, all manifestation. And you are sanatani, you are unchanging, eternal, unmoving. Right? You are time and the unchanging. So you are, the o- you are Shiva and Shakti. You are the ocean and its waves. Right? All these, to use the examples back to the beginning of our discussion. So I went four minutes late. Please forgive me. Are there any comments or questions? And if not, we'll do RIT. Challenges? <laughs> Corrections? Refutations? Preaching? New religion you want to preach? This one doesn't suit you? We're open to everything, huh? New dispensation. New dispensation. <coughs> so we're, now we get ready. We'll do RIT just now. And um, I mentioned most people weren't here today. This photograph is of Swami Premananda. He was one of Sri Ramakrishna's disciples, a very great Babura Maharaj, right? Babura Maharaj. He was the head of the Belarmat. He ran the monastery and trained the monks. And one thing we know that he was extremely loving, the mother of the ashram. Uh-uh. And the way he ran his ashram is just just by showing, if you, if you, we met one monk who, I'm not sure if he knew Baba Ramaj, a very great sadhu. And, he, and one of the monks was telling him, these young boys, we don't know, they may not stay. We don't know, if, don't give them too much attention, Maharaj, they may not stay. Right? They come and go. They're not fixed yet. And, he, and this one monk says that if you simply... If you bind them with affection, they won't go. Right? It's your mistake. Right? So this is his technique. You bind people with affection, they won't leave. Right? Why, why, is there, why is this an issue? Right? If you have love for people, then that's what people are hungry for. And this fits all these names. Kamadayani, Kamarupa, Kama. Like this. What we're actually wanting for, we're looking for this. Haryom Tatsat.